Hi, I'm Kevin, and welcome to my podcast, Finding My Freedom. I'd just like to say that I did not make this podcast to blame or shame anybody. This is my story from my perspective, and I'm going to tell it how I see fit. I'm not asking for anybody's permission or advice. It's just me in my little studio trying to reflect on the events that made a huge impact in me becoming the man I am today. This is healing for me, and if anybody can get any benefit from that in any way, then I'm grateful for that too. I will take great care in protecting people's privacy. Now, my hometown and the family I chose to incarnate into. I was born in Adrian, Michigan. It's a small town of about 20,000 people, 75 miles southwest of Detroit, and 35 miles northwest of Toledo. It's just north of the Michigan-Ohio border, and it started out with a railroad. The first operating railroad in Michigan was here, a horse-drawn train running between Adrian and Toledo in 1836. And then it evolved into a manufacturing town, just like most everything did in Michigan in the uh, 1900s. So as a kid, I would hear the adults talking about getting a good job, buying a house, raising a family, and retiring. Basically, the so-called American dream. I'm a Gen Xer and... I believe our generation is probably the last to hear people actually having confidence and hope that that could actually happen. We moved around some, but the neighborhood I ended up spending most of my childhood in was a L-shaped dead-end street tucked in between two sets of train tracks called Crystal Springs. The tracks on the north side were a little bit away from us. There would be the house, the backyard, a little patch of woods, and then the train tracks, and then the other side, another patch of woods, and then somebody else's backyard and somebody else's house on the street over. So there was a little bit of cushion there, but the trains went real slow, and you could literally, like, feel them. And sometimes during the day, they would blow their horn. Um, especially to get across that main road there. And I don't remember them driving through too much at night, so it really wasn't that bad. I was just thinking about it when I was reflecting and going, man, you know, those trains were real close. <laughs> just, but, but it was just a part of where I grew up. And there was another set on the south side of the neighborhood uh, at the end of that L. And I think there was like two houses down there. And those houses were pretty much on top of the tracks. They would put up a little privacy fence or whatever, but they were real close. So I had a friend that lived in that one side, and you could hear the trains right from his room all the time. But if you were walking and you didn't want to take the left for the L, you could actually go a little further straight and go down a hill and cross a bridge, and you would be in a park. It was called Riverside Park. One of the nice things about living there was that there really wasn't much traffic. I mean, unless you knew somebody, people didn't really just drive up and down that street. 
And, you know, for a kid with an imagination, there were things to do. He could play in the woods. We'd go down to the park, play with our buddies. You know, you could actually play in the street and not worry about getting ran over. Me and my friends definitely kept ourselves busy. We were very close with our neighbors. Uh, The kids all played together. My next-door neighbor used to watch us, and I still talk to a few people to this day. Whenever I get back home, I try to look up some of, some of my old friends and just catch up and hang out for a little bit and see how their lives have been going. It was a good place to grow up and a great place to raise kids. And things were different back then, though, too. You know, the, there was no internet and... The phones were still on walls attached to the house, and you might not talk to a friend or a family member for days. I remember I had a uh, pen pal when I was a teenager from California, and just thinking about where she lived seemed like a whole nother planet. So it was definitely very interesting writing back and forth and seeing how they lived. Finding information was very limited. So you'd go to the library to find a book or bought a newspaper or a magazine. Uh, If you could find somebody that was an expert in the field and pick their brain a little bit or have them show you something, that was always my favorite way to learn. So I would say it was probably your typical uh, small town living in the 80s. Um, People went to work and raised their families and you went to school and tried not to do stupid crap to get you in trouble. Part two, the family I chose to incarnate in. Now, being relatively new to the uh, ideas like soul contracts and how I mapped out my life by picking my birth date and time, where I was born, picking my parents and family, learning my lessons and mission in this lifetime. I really find this stuff fascinating. For the first time in my life, things are actually starting to make sense. The more I learn the more I feel like I'm unlocking aspects of my true character and discovering my truth. Now, with all that being said, I thought it might be useful to uh, include a little bit of background with my family from some of the stuff I know through talking to relatives and uh, I've done a little bit of research on ancestry and... um, just to kind of get an idea of where else I come from besides the immediate family. I do remember specifically talking to my grandmother on my mom's side just before she got sick. I feel very lucky to have had that conversation with her before she passed away. So on my mother's side, they came pretty much directly to Michigan from Europe, from what I understand. So, my family has been in Michigan for a very long time. One story about my great-grandfather that has always stuck with me was that um, he was a twin and that they were born on leap year. And his sibling died in a pretty bad car accident back in the day. 
But he lived a very long life and had a pretty big family. But since technically he only had a birthday every four years, he would have died younger than what he appeared to be. (laughs) And uh, his daughter, my grandmother E, was in healthcare. I probably got this wrong, but she was like an RN or something like that. And then uh, her husband, my grandfather E, was uh, in manufacturing. And they birthed my mother. Now, my dad's side is from Alabama. And uh, they moved to Alabama from South Carolina. I think I saw it was like the early 1800s. It was a long time ago. My grandmother W told me a very, very interesting story when I was a kid. Um, I had a great-grandfather like five generations back that... uh, fought in the Civil War, but he fought for the North. There was a uh, small company of uh, 2,700 men from Alabama. They were called Unionists, and they actually were from the South and fought from the North. So that's really compelled me to do more reading and research on that side of the family. And sure enough, I actually found uh, the roster Online, where it showed his name with that company. So just thinking about that guy would have had to have been quite the character to, you know, do something like that at that time especially. Now, my grandfather moved his family to Michigan in the mid-60s, I believe, to find work. A lot of families at the time relocated to, you know, Detroit, Chicago, and all the small towns in between for a better life from the South. He also ended up in manufacturing, was mainly a maintenance man, and my grandmother W was a housewife. And she was also a very, very talented artist. She would um, paint sceneries on saw blades and sell them and do other stuff. But that was the main thing. I remember as a kid, like, seeing that and just thinking, wow, that is really, really cool. (laughs) Back in 93, I was living in Memphis and went to Alabama for a family get-together. And one of my fondest memories was me... My dad and my grandfather all playing some music on the porch. And the neighbors were coming over and played. They all brought their instruments and stuff. And it was the first time that I had actually experienced that. I think I was 21 or something. And uh, it was so much fun. I just thought, man, I could definitely live like this. (laughs) Well, I think this might be a good place to leave it. Hopefully this gives you a little insight of uh, where I came from, and I'm looking forward to the next episode. Thanks for listening, and uh, have a wonderful week.